0: We all know that parenting is hard work, and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and
1: work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Today I have two special guests on the show. Justin Holcomb, Ph.D., is a minister and professor of theology At Reformed Theological Seminary, and he has authored, co authored, and edited more than 20 books. He also serves on the board of Grace. And his wonderful wife, Lindsay Holcomb, MPH, which is a master's in public health, works in nonprofit development and is an advocate for survivors of abuse. She is a former case manager at a sexual assault crisis center and domestic violence shelter and is the co-founder of R.E.S.T., which is real escape from the sex trade. Together, they co-authored the award-winning children's book, God Made All of Me, and God Made Me in His Image. And they conduct training seminars on parenting topics, such as a child sexual abuse prevention, body image, and how to talk about sex. The Holcombs live in Orlando and have two daughters. And I just want to say, that's two books. They've got an award-winning book, God Made All of Me, and in their new book, God Made Me in His Image. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks yeah. for the opportunity to talk about parenting and Christian parenting and kids and all the all the ins and outs of difficulties of uh, doing that well.
1: And we know there's a lot of difficulty raising kids in this age that we're living in, that's for sure. Can you tell us about Grace, Godly Response to Abuse in Christian Environments? Tell us about Grace. And You serve on that board. Let us know about that. Yeah.
2: I'd happily talk about that. So so the name helps Godly Response to Abuse in Christian Environments, and it is an organization that helps with thinking Christian churches, but also organizations, mission agencies, schools, think about how do we prevent abuse, how do we respond to abuse, and how do we recognize abuse. And so you want to prevent it so what are some of the policies and procedures and so we we help evaluate work with churches schools institutions to have proper preventative policies and boundaries and best practices how do you recognize abuse is what are some of the signs that something is abusive what are some of the indications or and what are some of the effects and then how do we respond What does the Christian faith, what does the person and work of Jesus Christ have to do with the effects of abuse? How do you respond pastorally with gospel? How do you respond professionally by handling things appropriately and not sweeping it under the rug and hiding it? So the response is both practical, but also spiritual, emotional, and psychological. And so Grace does certification programs for churches. We do in, independent investigations. We come alongside denominations. So we're pretty dedicated to the, the work of Grace. So thank you for asking.
1: Oh, you're welcome. That's wonderful because people need to have a Christian response for this if they want to see effective results.
2: Amen. If we separate faith from the you know, reason, that's not helpful because we're acting like faith is for just your emotions or superstitious, and it's nice for you to feel supported. But and, and I'm not a therapist, and Lindsay's not a therapist. And so we're not, we're not therapists. You know, Lindsay's a survivor advocate, and I'm a, I'm a minister. I do something different than what therapists do. I get to come alongside them and say, God's disposition to you is he knows, he sees, he cares, he responds. And ultimately, how did he respond? Person work of Jesus Christ, and, and what is what is the life, death, resurrection, and return of Jesus have to do with the effects of abuse? And that's that's where I am. I'm a minister, and that's I, the best therapy. Be
1: There's no better therapy than God's Word.
2: Yeah, and administering to
1: the, the the people that are hurt. Right, Lindsay, can you tell us about Rest Real Escape from the sex trade?
0: It's a great nonprofit out in Seattle, Washington that is caring for survivors and victims of sex trafficking. They have found there's kind of a corridor, of, it's called I-4 that connects from Canada all the way down to Mexico and women are trafficked. And so they provide a lot of housing, case management resources, a lot of prevention, intervention, education, awareness. They're doing it all. And it's it's been really amazing to watch now from Florida, what they're doing and how they're serving out there. But they're a great nonprofit out on the West Coast.
2: She also works for Samaritan Village.
0: Yes. They're in Orlando, Florida, and it's similar to REST. It's providing care, intervention, godly response to, to survivors of trafficking here in Orlando. And Orlando is a hot spot. It's California, Texas, and then Florida are really the hot spots for trafficking. And I was just reading about Orlando. We are the number one destination in the world for tourism. And so our numbers are just skyrocketing of Of business folks coming here to traffic girls and women. So Samaritan Village has a a few safe houses that they provide long-term care for survivors, as well as legal advocacy, all the case management, just the intervention that goes into coming alongside a survivor. It's not a quick fix. A lot of these women have been trafficked since they were 12 and 13, and then we meet them when they're in their late 20s and 30s. So as you can imagine, applying God's word to a lot of shame and you know, just the horrors of trafficking, of abuse that have been going on for years. It's it definitely takes a lot of a lot of care and, and a lot of community to care for these women.
1: Well, now I really understand the background as to why you wrote these children's books to prepare children so they don't find themselves in these situations. Can you please tell us first about God made all of me?
2: Yeah. Well oh, our children now, our daughters are 11 and 13, but we started thinking about this when they were younger. And so the book, God Made All of Me, was something that Lindsay created because we wanted to have a good resource that was both uh, superb on all the practical things, but also Christian and put those together. And that's where God Made All of Me. So the subtitle says what it is, Helping Children Protect Their Bodies, which is, you know, there are tricky people out in the world. What are the conversations that need to be had with children as parents or caregivers to uh, prepare them to be talking about this topic so they are protected, so they have the, the need for this. And um, we're not trying to, you know, scare people with this. But we want to have our eyes wide open. One in five, and these are conservative statistics, one in five children will be sexually abused by their 18th birthday in the United States. That's 20 horrific. It is horrific. And and what's dangerous about that number is that many people think, well, our our kid is safe because we're with them all the time. Well, the numbers of perpetrators, 34% of perpetrators are family members. 58% are acquaintances with that child. They're the coach, the youth pastor, the teacher, the doctor. 7% are strangers. And so the need to have a book that talks about what are proper names for body parts, God made you and doesn't want you hurt and doesn't want people touching your private parts, you know, and going through some of the practical things. So the book is literally, it, the book is watching a family have the conversation about, you know, private parts and sexual abuse prevention and, and, and empowering children to, you know, protect their bodies.
1: And can you tell them the age group that this is pertaining to? Well, ideally, I mean, I think
0: you can start these conversations from the very beginning, but typically we were thinking two to eight or 10, but I've told some moms who are like, gosh, I've never had the conversation and my child's now 12. And we will say, start with our book and then kind of just as a foundation and then the conversations and, and other books can go from there, but at least it gives you a starting point, but definitely two to eight, two to 10 is, is the sweet spot for this book.
1: Yes, it's a great conversation to have with your children early. So you're preparing them. And then you've already had this conversation with them. So if something does happen, they feel safe coming to you and talking to you about it, because you've already talked about it.
0: Exactly. If you never talk about it, they might feel like, oh, goodness, I can't mention this to mom or dad, because I'm going to freak them out.
2: And let me let me describe the books real quick, because you're asking about the age and be helpful. It's important for parents to know these aren't books to parents where we are teaching the parents. And then the parents are supposed to, you know, learn and then go bring it to their families and their children. This is these are actually children's books with an illustrator. We got a top-notch illustrator, Trish Mahoney, and she, th- these are vibrant pictures. They're really wonderful. They're illustrations. Beautiful, beautiful. Children's books need good content and great illustration. Absolutely. These are for children. And so we're having the conversations for you. We're talking about what's appropriate, inappropriate touch, or how you don't talk about the word secret. You talk about surprises and how knowing the proper names for your body parts is important, things like that. We're doing the conversation for the parents, and the parents can then reinforce it. They can start their own conversation. So that's the resource that we're hopefully providing a lot.
1: They're great tools. Tell us about your other book you co authored. God made me in his image. Well, that similarly
0: was written because of our girls. We wanted to have a resource that we could read with them. And the message children is that we wanted them to hear is God made you in his image. Every part of your body is good because God made it and called it good. And so we wanted to write a book for parents to read with their kids, similar to the first one, this one, helping children appreciate their bodies and address any feelings of shame, or questions maybe that are around how they've been made and how they've been kind of equipped and built. And we figured if we're not having these conversations with our children about who they are and the foundation of their identity, somebody else is going to beat us to that conversation. And do we want that message in their heads? No.
2: I mean, Some of the biggest problems are actually things that children have learned from their parents. Uh, the way parents talk about their own bodies, the way parents talk about other people's bodies, so parents have out of their own insecurities or judgment of others have trained children to internalize that voice about themselves and other people. And what what was similarly on, you know, sexual abuse issues, some of the statistics are staggering. 80% of 10-year-old girls have dieted at least once in the United States. 80% of 10-year-olds, like why does a 10-year-old 10. have the category of restricting food so their body is shaped differently? And at age 10, one-third of girls and one-fourth of boys say that how their body looks is their number one issue, number one worry and concern. So 10-year-olds, a a large group of 10-year-olds, already at five and six, children are actually articulating expressing concerns about their weight and shape. We, we decided that we started doing children books. We'll, we'll just do all of like the intense topics, like sexual abuse, body image. The third book, which will hopefully come back later on, is uh, called God Made Babies, is explaining how God made babies. But we're trying <laughs> to tackle some of, the, some of the issues that are pain points for children, but also can be difficult for parents. When God got to day one, two, three, four, and five, he said, oh, that's good. When he got to humans, he said, it's good, good. It's it's very good. It's tove, tove.
1: This is a great starting point also to help kids understand that, yes, you're a boy, and you were born a boy, and a boy is good, and you don't have to think about being a girl or being confused because somebody else tells you, well, you know, I was a boy, now I feel like I'm a girl. Maybe you're a girl, too. I mean, these are conversations that it's so sad young kids are having, 10-year-olds are having. I mean, 10-year-olds should be still riding their bikes, playing with toys and playing board games. Absolutely. Exactly. My next question was to ask you if you're going to write any more children's books. So that's a good segue into that.
2: Yeah. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay is the primary writer because I, I'm saying this is a nice way. I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a theology <laughs> nerd. I'm a professor nerd. We don't want the children books written by me. Lindsay thinks of like, what's the best way to communicate this and the word choice and the flow of the story. And then I come in and kind of, you know, you know add a few things to it. And, and uh, the third book is called God Made Babies, how to help parents answer the baby question. You know, all these books that I'm a co-author for is really things that I learned from being married to Lindsay and parenting with <laughs> Lindsay. So go for it, Lindsay. You want to talk about the third book?
0: Well, you know, the topic, I think some people are going to hear that and they're like, oh, wow. But really it's a gentle introduction to the conversation parents should have. And so kind of really just launches the topic. And we have some questions at the back for parents to kind of think about in additional conversations to have when their child starts asking more questions.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to when that book comes out and I'm hoping that my listeners will go out and get God made all of me and God made he, Made me in his image. These are two wonderful books, beautifully illustrated, talking about topics that are extremely important. And I thank you both for being on the show. And thank you for having us. You're welcome. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids.